Uh-huh, it's all shit, louder. It's all just dumb gay politics. I mean, oh, start again. <laughs> Told you. I knew I'd fuck it up, God Told damn you. it. That's amazing, do it again. Um, next time with energy and power. Okay, to myself. Louder, Grant, so, louder. I know, self, okay, so ready? Let's do it, L loud. Uh-huh, it's all shit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda wet, and we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, how about we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. This shit is bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This shit is Trumpanas, T-R-U-M-P-A-N-A-N-A-S. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's not do it again. I don't even know. It's a live show. It's a live show. It's a live show. Good job, Grant. He's Thanks, very Grant. sexual. He's in the back. Everyone... Give Grant all your attention. Every time in between, there he is. The pressure's on, Grant. Uh, how do you identify? And <laughs> okay, so I want to be sensitive to everybody's journey. Okay. So welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. Whoa. Do it, meow meow. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. And this is the live show in D.C. Live show! <laughs> Thank you for coming, everybody. Thank wow. Thank you so much. All the stars are out. Oh. All the stars. Yes. We have Richie. Richie, where are you? Is Richie here oh, yet? Oh, Richie Palumbo. Oh, yes. there he is. <laughs> Dupree and Pete. There they are. There they are. Anne, she reads books in two days. T-shirt seller. <laughs> Anne. Thank you, Anne. We got uh, Julie's cousin, Lisa. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and her daughter, and Stella. Stella. Hi, nice to meet you. All the celebs, all the celebs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now we have, close. so Amanda, mm -hmm. um, so her daughter, Kelsey, you guys raise your hands. Kelsey bought Amanda a t-shirt for her birthday. Hi. And then, oh, they're wearing them. And then, it's it's then and tickets to here, and they flew up from Florida, and now it's your birthday, Kelsey. So happy birthday, you happy guys. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I hope it's everything you dreamed of. <laughs> How wonderful. I took my mother to a basement to see a couple of lesbos yeah, and lesbo-adjacent yeah. talk shit about nothing they knew anything about. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Exactly. Well, yeah. we do have um, a history in D.C., a very glamorous history. Yeah. This is the only city that we were ever on the cover of a magazine. <laughs> that's true. We, and we really were. And we flew here to look at it. Yeah. That's true. We fucking flew here we and took a picture in front of the newsstand. The, you know, they put the, it's, it's like, a, it's a free, it's a free magazine. And it was in the thing and we went to that thing. We're like, here it is. Yeah. And then we took that picture. Yeah. What was it. it called? Like tag? Tag magazine. Tag magazine. Have you heard of it? Oh, you have? Okay. Two lesbos are like, yep, love that one. We love that shit. I found out where all the lesbo parties were that night. We got it. We check it out. It's free. It's safe. Safe space. Okay. 
2014, then we got into the White House. It was oh, during Obama. We did get into the White House. It was yeah. all everything, and it's all just been downhill yeah. Yeah. from there. It's too bad. I, w I, do, I told you I want to go to the White House. I want to walk in and be like, Melania, <laughs> where are you? Where are you? I want to see the pictures that they have. I want to see the decor. I want to see what's going on in there. We are going to go to Capitol Hill. If you got anybody's around on Monday, we're hitting Nance Pelosi's fucking office. Yeah. We're knock, knock, knock. Knock, knock, we're knock. We're going to go AOC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're just going to go to any fun. just randos, just Lindsay like anyone Graham. who happens to be working. Anyone. I want to see Lindsay. We want to see who else? There's, I mean, we, well, no one's going to be there is the thing. I know, but there we're going to have to like look at the name, Google it, and then be like, hey, hey, <laughs> we're just stopping by. We love you. We're huge fans. Right. We're super activists. We want to talk about a petition that we're making. You must sign it and do all. Will of the you things. please be on our podcast? You're your representative from Wisconsin. Yeah, we're really into mm. you. Huge fans. <laughs> Huge fans. I never started the fucking timer. Ugh, oh, God. God, it gets. I know. It's, Let's just it's... get to eye of the shit storm. Okay. <laughs> it takes some oh, thank you, Grant. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. Okay. Take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down. Yeah, order some food. Glass bowl. Let's get some food in here. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. Food smells good after my diet. Okay. Yeah, all we've been eating is pills and coffee. <sighs> and now this beer. Okay. All right, the eye of the shitstorm this week was two years in the making because after more than 500 days of silence, we finally got to hear special counsel Robert Mueller and hear his voice. <laughs> We got to hear what he sounded like. And I have to be honest with you, it was not what I thought it would be. <laughs> At all. You drove over to my house and played it for me. I, I was, was like, like over. I'd had to text you be like, you will not fucking believe what this guy sounds like. This is not what I thought it would sound like. And then be like, can you believe this? And it was like, <laughs> he looks like Frankenstein. He seems like he's seven feet tall. We haven't heard from him in two years. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's never said a word. He's a decorated veteran. He's heard. He's the, the purple star, the bronze heart, the bronze star, all the stars. And then he goes on. He's a big manly man. He's the head the of the FBI, too. Head of the FBI, longest reigning FBI since whoever, <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover. And then he opens his mouth and was like, how about a I gotta just read the report, okay? Yeah, exactly. Nothing's my fault at all. I don't have any opinions. I was like, what the fuck? He talked for 10 minutes. He didn't answer any questions. I've tried to watch it four times, including right before this. I can't get through it. I just can't pay attention. I just start meandering off. It makes you really see how, I mean, say what you want about Trump, at least that motherfucker will keep your attention <laughs> in right. that 10 minutes. That's right. That's the head of the FBI. I mean, can you imagine if that, I don't know, does he interrogate people? Does he interrogate the people know. that he works with? I wouldn't even be, would you be even scared if he were to talk to you? Be like, where are the papers? Like, <laughs> I don't know where the papers are, fuckface. I don't know. <laughs> He's not intimidating at all. No. He, t he hired his whole team, and then he supposedly set the tone, whatever that means, and then he never bothered with them again. Never. And they're like, he just didn't micromanage. Right, because the whole thing is that it's supposed to be the facts speak for themselves, the facts speak for themselves, and he made the report, and they did the thing, and they couldn't ever um, indict anyone for a crime, or Trump for a crime because of the, the rules, the Constitution. So that's what he said. He never said Trump did it. He said in the speech, should anyone listen? Or could they get past the first two minutes, anyone? Yeah, okay, kind exactly. of, kind of, right. Eventually ends up getting going on to say, if he thought he, that Trump didn't commit a crime, he would have said that. Right, at least in the report, it would say section two. <laughs> he definitely didn't. We couldn't find that in front. <laughs> but 
that isn't what they said. It was like, we're not allowed. Right. We're not allowed to indict someone for a crime that we're pretty sure that we know for a fact that they committed. <laughs> so we're as long as not going to do it. Right, as long as they're president. Since it's the president, we don't even really know why we spent two years investigating him anyway, because ultimately now here we are with nothing to fucking show for it. And wasn't he a like, conservative Republican? I tried to find that a million places today, but he was, right? I don't know if oh, that's buried say. now. I'm like, wasn't he? Like a Republican. Trump never seemed that stressed out. I mean, he seemed stressed out by the by the investigation, but not necessarily by him. Well, then he was stressed while he was upset. I mean, he thought that, that you know, because he Mueller didn't get the job that he wanted, and that's always Trump's go-to. Well, he didn't get the job, so now he's after me. He didn't get the job, now he's after me. What job didn't he get? Exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. He wanted to be something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so horrified he by the guests we to have be, today because, like, be this something. motherfucker is like real, and I'm like, what is he thinking right now? He's like watching us. Like, do they know anything? What no. rock did they just crawl out from under? The thing about <laughs> it is, though, is like, if you want to reach the regular people, yeah, like us, you need to speak the language, the, langu the language of ignorance. Is that, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And when you speak ignorance. You, I mean, not now you we're guys. Talking. Now but this we're is talking. really the podcast for people who like don't know who the vice president is. I did not know. <laughs> I always had a, like a real literal fear, legitimate fear, like a phobia, that I was going to be approached on the street by like like David Letterman or like Jay Leno's <laughs> like it, like fucking Ross, and be like, "Do you know who the vice president is?" And I'd be like, "Bill Gates." <laughs> I don't ugh. like. Like you would be the one on the clip yeah. that they'd be like, "Look at these people." <laughs> yeah, like, are you smarter than a two-year-old? <laughs> Look at this dumb idiot. Right. Right. So this is who this podcast is for. Right. People don't know. No. Well, people, are, it's it's not as ex it's not exciting. It's exciting when it's when you feel oppressed and you know that you know the <laughs> thing that oppresses you. Yes. And that's we all love to fight rail against and fight against. We like that. But then when it gets into like the grand scheme, because we'd get bored. We get yeah. bored. But yeah. it, we can't. We can't get bored because it's all oppressing us, and that's the problem. You know. What but I mean? maybe this is boring right now. <sighs> <laughs> So basically, that was the shitstorm. I'm so over. The thing is, and I've already said this a million times, but we're over the fucking... Yeah, yeah. We're just over it, yeah. and it keeps just, you know, trickling well, it, out. Right. And now everyone wants to now, again, talk about impe impeaching well, Trump. Well, yeah, so we'll lead to impeachment. So now we have, we've got the Mueller report, which led us to make your own, to choose your own adventure, basically. Yes. Just like, I choose section two about obstruction, because the first part wouldn't go anywhere. So then... Now where it's okay, well he's referring impeachment. It's a referral. It's a referral, like from the doctor. I got a referral. Do what you want, Congress. Right. What are you gonna do about it? So now some people want to impeach. Pelosi doesn't want to impeach. She's like, no, it's gonna divide. But then it's like, now we're gonna we can have a conversation about like, who's gonna win? Who do you want to win? How can yes. they win? If we impeach, they won't. We won't win. We have to think about 2020. Everything's about 2020. And if we and we've talked about this before, if we we consume ourselves with only winning, then we'll right. be just like them. If it, like made me think like when Bill Clinton got impeached in whatever year from the House, <laughs> they knew the Senate wasn't going to go through with it, so they did it just as like a show. Right. So they knew even then it was just a political move. But I just think it's fucking annoying that the Republicans can use it as a political move, but Democrats can't use it as a political right. move. It's like, just do it. Who right. cares? It's right. all fucked up. Right. Why what are you going to lose? Everything is totally screwed up. Right. You so what? You're going to maybe you won't win in 2020, but maybe you won't anyway. Maybe you won't. <laughs> That's maybe already you won't. the thing. There's That's no guarantee true. anyone's going to win. No. Or maybe you will. 
Maybe you will. Why don't you take a chance? Have some balls. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't do do everything to win. Don't do every move just to win. It's all politics the whole time. And that's the only bummer thing about Nance Pelosi is that she's just kind of so like institutionalized as far as politics go now. She's just she's just playing the game rather than like Elizabeth Warren who's like, impeach the motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I've been a senator right. for four years. Right. And who are we enjoying who are we enjoying watching? Anyone who's even what Rashida Talib who was like, then we're gonna impeach the motherfucker. You're like, yes, let me see what you're doing. But I mean really I we I want to feel something from someone. The only and I people want. who act like that are new people to the game. Everyone right. else has been in there too long. They want job security. I mean yeah. we all do. I don't even want to meet him because if he was nice to me, I'd be like, we'd love to work for you, sir. <laughs> we would love to work for you. And I'd be like, didn't you see me? He's like so nice. He's like so into us. He thought the podcast so was nice hilarious. He's never heard it. He thought we we're fucking hilarious. Like, don't get politics. Bigly uh, join me. And we're like, we did it. I mean, he is entertaining. That's the problem. Yes. He's entertaining. And he fights. And even if he fights dirty, he's fighting. And we want to feel like, I don't want... Like, I, uh, we keep hearing, like, we all work together. I mean, l- I don't mean to downplay it. We should all work together. Yes, sensitivity, kindness, compassion. <laughs> Everybody's journey matters on the... <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, all of it. It does matter. But at the same time, so does fucking saying, fuck you. Yeah. We're going to fucking play dirty, too. And be compassionate. <laughs> like, we're not taking your shit, but your journey matters. You know what I mean? I wasn't. I forgot. I wasn't listening. <coughs> okay. I was moving on. Okay. Um, but your journey does matter. Okay. So, we're horrified that we're talking about this in front of our guest because he's real and we're fake. <laughs> and um, um, so I'm sure he's s- somewhere deeply regretting his decision to do this. <laughs> but the the good news is he's super powerful and super connected, and that makes him perfect for our next segment, which is brand new. We're debuting it here, and it's called Making, Making Connections. connections. Alaska Diane. This is the guy that's going to make it all happen for us. All right, this is a brand new segment called Making Connections, where we connect with someone more successful than us in an attempt to make ourselves look admirable and accomplished to our 14 listeners. And if at any point in the interview there's a good opening, we will hit said guest up for a job and or other connections that could benefit us for the future. And we are very excited about connecting with our very connected guest today. He's a warrior on behalf of the Democratic Party, and his most prolific battleground is social media. He is the most powerful and ubiquitous political influencer influencer on Twitter, okay? This motherfucker literally started the hashtag impeach Trump and got it trending. I can't even get 70 likes on like the funniest thing I've ever written. If you're not following him on tr- Twitter, you're sleeping because he's coming for Trump 24-7, and the shit is amazing. He is the co-founder and lead investigator of the Democratic Coalition Against Trump, which has filed over 100 reports and complaints against Trump officials for breaking the law. Officials such as Trump's former national security advisor, <laughs> Michael Flynn, who was fired and ultimately indicted. Not only is he an expert on all shady Trump shit, he is also an expert on the Democratic Party. Having worked on both... 
Obama campaigns and the Run Warren Run campaign dedicated to paving the way for Elizabeth Warren to run for president. Since those two make up the holy grail for this podcast, it's goddamn time to start making connections with Scott Dworkin. What's up? Thank you for coming. That was that was deep. Are you horrified? I do like that. <laughs> Are you back there doing shots like what the fuck? <laughs> I'll see you later. So like, honestly, I'm just gonna get into it because they all these people know that I'm obsessed with Elizabeth Warren. I just want to know like, can you get her our number or give her, <laughs> give us her? I mean, we'll do the office line. Like we're happy to call like just the general office. I, I you know I'm not sure if I have her number somewhere. You, but if you do. Could that's, you get th that's the answer that you're okay, supposed to give okay. to the people you Good. don't give the number well, to. Well, you can pass ours on. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, it probably is, <laughs> would be a mistake for you. <laughs> do you like, who do you like? Let's, let's just get into it. Do you like Elizabeth Warren? Michelle Obama. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I'm not taking a side. My group is aimed at making sure that no matter if, if there's divides in the Democratic Party, we want to make sure that we're all together on the same page on the major issues. And so even if the Democratic Party fractures like it sort of did in 2016, we're still all on the same page. And so that's, that's the main aim of what we do. Do you feel like the party is fractured now, or is it together? Because it seems like it's kind of fractured. It, it depends on what you're looking at. With, with presidential politics, as, <clears throat> as other people leave the race and run for Senate, like you know, 18 of them probably will, uh, you'll, you'll see a lot of people begin to, to taper off. And it, it's, it's going to get more united as time goes on. Um, but probably the last two will make it so there's a big divide. Whoever the top two are, um, probably you know Warren Sanders or Biden. Uh, will they jump three. to the Senate after they don't win the like first beginning part, or they get out already? Like Eric Swalwell, for example. I, I mean, he, he has no place to run for Senate in California. Right. Um, uh, so I, I don't think you know a lot of these people may be running for cabinet positions or uh, for spots in the White House as advisors. Uh, some of these people may be running for vice president. A lot of people are using it because there's no real backlash. There's no, a, uh, what I would say, in 2008, President Obama had a lot of problems when he was starting to make phone calls because uh, it'd be, but Hillary's running. And so he'd have that backlash. You don't have that now because there's so many different candidates. So it's an opportunity for people to get their name out there and their main issue out there, like Inslee and climate change, yeah. Swalwell and the anti-NRA campaign. Do you think it's cool? Because you're actually the first person that we've heard from, even from TV, who would say it's kind of cool that they're out there getting the issues out. Most people are just like, get the fuck out of here. You're really watering this down. I think it's great to have national presence for as many Democrats as possible to speak against this douchebag in the White House. It does a little feel like like shark like when people go on Shark Tank. Do you watch Shark Tank? <laughs> like when people go Sometimes. on Shark Tank and they go, "Hey, sharks!" So here's my issue. And you're like, you know, like you don't need the sharks, but you're there for exposure, while other people need the sharks. So it's like Eric Swalwell. <laughs> that's cool, but. You don't need this. We're I love the guy. I love the guy. I'm sure. And then it's getting your votes. It's getting your issues out, being heard, getting exposure. But we love him too. Hottest guy in the house. Yeah. We know Lindsey Graham loves him too. We're gonna get into it. We want you to tell us all about Lindsey Graham. All of it. So okay. So do you think that people should vote, or like, let's say in the primary, do you think it's more important that people vote because you hate Trump? I mean, you have death death threats for your hatred of Trump. You're like his number one. Every day. Yeah. So. Do you think it's more important we vote with who can beat him or who we 
like align with politically and like vote policy with your wise. heart vote with your heart 100 thank you yeah, this is why he's the guest <laughs> don't, don't vote for them just because uh they can possibly win because that person probably won't win and that's that's the bottom line with that like you're not sure no one knows i've worked on in 2008 i was working or 2007 i was working for the edwards campaign because oh. he had a shot oh. um and then i changed oh. to that other other genius. young guy genius so, you know, it doesn't always work out, um, as a lot of my friends who worked for uh, Senator Clinton on her campaign, uh, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. And so you want to go with what you believe in, because yeah. especially if you're going to volunteer for them or do work for them. Now, it, when it comes to the general election, all of us need to be on the same page. All of us need to work together and we need to make sure we uni unite no matter who it is, no matter if you don't like them as much as this other candidate, you got to get behind one Democratic candidate because we have a two-party system. That's what exists. Um, and we don't want to get in a predicament like we did in, in 2016. True. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm glad you said vote with your heart because if we vote for who can win, we're going to be just like them. I always say that. Like, don't vote. Just It's just... Not the way it is. So uh, Anne, she comes on the podcast. She read a book in two days. She volunteered. She worked for Bill Clinton. I'm sure she got harassed daily. <laughs> I hope she did. Now, um, how can people volunteer if they want? Like, what do they do? Do you know? Like, if people want... Like, I try to get a, a yard sign from Elizabeth Warren, and she doesn't even have one. I'm like, what do I got to do around here? I don't want to stuff envelopes. I want to throw this shit on my front lawn and get on with my life. Well, usually people go to their website. You can go to democraticcoalition.org <laughs> right now. Um, no, it's, uh, you know, go to their website, and then I'm sure you can. We have to vet volunteers now because we live in a crazy age where you, you can't just let anybody in the building. You can't let people know exactly where your offices are. Oh like you, you Which is have why to we can't find them, and we've looked. <laughs> we have fucking looked. People, people look for you. People, crazy people will come out. I've had people go to my old house, take a picture of it, and say they were going to burn it down. I've had people wow. tell me that they were going to put my head on a stick <laughs> and told me what kind of stick it would be. Um, what was it? Was it just like some? Was it like, like a wood? like redwood or, or like, like, a, like a think a like Game a, of Thrones like a, like a, like a uh, the big battle? You know. Yeah. Yeah, think like of that with yeah. a spear, like basically. Like the Impaler kind of situation. That's well, he, scary. He tried Don't that you too. feel scared or no? Or no? Uh, you, where's your security guy? Is yeah. it Chuck? Is it Chuckles? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh. <laughs> when, when, you, uh, when you get threatened by the Russian government publicly, that's when uh, oh stuff hit the fan. Wow. And that was when we were calling for a special counsel in April 2017. I mean, do you, are you afraid to touch doorknobs and stuff? Yeah, you and Bill Browder. Uh no, not anymore. I think I think when we were pushing for a special counsel and people were looking at me as if I was crazy because of the Russia ties, yeah. the Russian ties that he had, um, you know, I think I think that was a little bit scary when my I, I had a security detail that all of a sudden came on board that would analyze things and also keep me safe. Uh, after that, you know, there were there was an attempt to like hack my Uber Eats account and like it's very they wanted to thing. get some oh Dominoes on that shit. Like, well, they we're think going to find what you're eating. <laughs> we're going to eat it, take pictures, send you. I'm going to eat your head, too. <laughs> you Democrat America pig. God damn. They thought that they were going to poison my food. They were going to poison your food. That's what they thought. That's so scary. But I mean, there were, you know, wow. I, was, I was one of the more vocal people. I was on MSNBC yeah. and, and uh, presenting all the cases every, every single week. And it, it was... Uh, it was a long taxing process, but it was obviously worth it because now we have this uh, 400 pages of evidence to present at his impeachment trial. Yeah. 
I mean, he has a lot to do with starting the special counsel. I don't know if it came through in his intro, but I mean, you do like a ton of a ton of work. I don't know when you sleep. <laughs> I, I don't. Mean, okay, good. Well, okay. So before <laughs> let's start, let's just let's talk about Congress because this would be a good time for Julie to read one of your tweets from literally oh. this morning. Which was already just fucking genius. It just never stops. You got to follow him on Twitter. It just never stops. This you is said, at like 8 a.m. You said Trump's golfing again right now. It's the 256th day he's golfed since becoming the laziest, most illegitimate president ever. What a disgrace. Millions of Americans are in turmoil, hit by tornadoes and flooding, and he can't bother to visit because he's golfing. He's disgusting. Disgusting. Fucking genius. <laughs> like, I like that you use his language, you know, first of all. <laughs> Like, what a... No, like, seriously. He will say, what a disgrace. Disgusting. He always tweeted Gol about tweet Obama golfing. Always. Or being always. on fucking vacation in the Hamptons in the flip-flops. Wasn't that amazing when he was at the ice cream shop in the flip-flops? <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> fucking loved it. <laughs> and here he is. He's golfing, and you said, 256 days. And there was people... There wasn't just flooding, and then the, there's a shooting! And he hasn't <laughs> said anything. And he's golfing. Well, it tells you everything you need to know about him. Going yeah. golfing instead of visiting Virginia Beach, which is right down the road. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's uh, it's it's more pathetic than you've you've ever seen. I mean, when I worked for President Obama, it was very clear that he cared about people. He genuinely gave a shit, and Trump does not. He just simply does not. He is, uh, and I'm not joking when I say this. He is a sociopath, and he does not care about people. But one thing that we need to make sure of is that we can't let him get away with acting like he's stupid. Because it's not, yeah, he says stupid things. He says dumb dumb things, makes dumb acts, but a lot of them are intentional to distract from his other corruption. I do think that's an interesting point. Yeah, because a lot of, because many, many, many people will be like, he's a moron, he's dumb, he's the dumbest, like, he's... Like me. Right, yeah, well, yeah, and he feels dumb to, but is he a genius? Is An he evil genius? Like I think he's strategic, right? Strategic, strategic. His people are. Um, you know, one of the things that people don't want to accept is that he doesn't tweet. He doesn't write his Twitter, like anything around that. Um, he usually writes on a post-it note, like well, a word, and he'll hand it what? off to his aide. Are you serious? And then they'll bring back a printout of the draft tweet, and then he'll usually get on the phone with uh, Don Jr., or somebody else that he knows within media to see, is this a good choice? Should I get him this way? Can we distract or pull this way? Uh, and they evaluate things like typos are intentional. That's been well, What about Confifi or whatever the fuck? <laughs> uh, that, that's just a lucky accident, I think. I, Kofefe. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I drink in the morning. Wow. <laughs> okay, so you have a, a tweet pinned to the top of your Twitter about eight... Republican senators that that I guess the Democratic coalition is focusing on removing. So a, how is that? Is that just is that like money funneling to like their? How do you remove them? Well, we're we're focusing on twelve or thirteen. Okay. Um, but those are the first eight. You know, Graham McConnell. Um, what we do is a combination of uh, opposition research, and we basically run the online organizing for the Democratic Party. So you're just Lindsey Graham looking for the glory hole evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, Scott. Why are you getting all up in my business? I'm trying to work for South Carolina and do my time. When's Eric Swalwell going to call me? I want to talk to him about something. Okay? You can say what you want. I am macho, and I don't mind saying it, Okay? <laughs> And this is not an insult, what I'm doing right now. This is called inside intuition, knowing it. It's cool. Be out. Do it. Be yourself. I don't care. But just, like, we know what's going on. <laughs> okay? 
Why isn't Mitch McConnell the only one listed? The only one on that list. Do you think if you cut off Mitch McConnell that those senators go in his place? Because no, he's obviously like the worst. We have the capacity to walk and chew gum. And okay. so we, and we need to do that because we're not sure. You, you don't know exactly what's going to gain momentum when because, again, they control usually the daily message, and we've started to take that over now. And, and that was something that we learned from Trump and the Russians, how to do it, but we're doing it organically with real people, not with the Russian military um, right. and you know the inner workings of social media campaigns that worked on the Trump campaign. So you're going to just try to like throw those eight senators spaghetti at the wall and see which thing takes off first? We have an organized plan, but we usually don't present that to the public. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're really obsessed with Mitch McConnell on this yeah. podcast. We're obsessed with Lindsey Graham, but in a good way. Right. But we <laughs> despise Mitch McConnell, and we, like, you know, we were late to the party, and I mean, like, yeah. literally weeks ago. Why are we, we didn't yeah. know he was controlling everything. Yeah, like, why, are, why isn't Mitch McConnell's mouth coming out of Nancy Pelosi's, or name coming out of her mouth? Every single Democratic person on the planet saying, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, it's Mitch McConnell's fault. He's the reason no law or no legislation ever gets to the floor. He's running everything. He is evil. It is his fault. You could impeach Trump all you want, but as long as Mitch McConnell is still there, we're still fucked. I think that next week you'll see that. Okay, good. Okay. Because, like, what about, like, even Elizabeth okay. Warren? <laughs> Elizabeth Warren isn't scared to say anything, and she doesn't ever say, and I don't know if it's, like, an unwritten rule among senators where you just don't talk about the Senate majority leader, but I don't know why she doesn't say, no, there's no voter rights, nothing gets voted on, because Mitch McConnell is a piece of shit. Yeah. Do you know, is there an unwritten rule? Or do they, like, purposely not ever say it? Like, the senators. I understand Nancy Pelosi can do it, and she sometimes does. She's in the House. I mean, the senators will say, like, don't put him on blast like that. They they like to protect their own. Yeah. Um, I, I like to say that it's along the lines of a police outfit. Like they're they stick together no matter what party it oh, is like usually. Um, like don't let everyone know that person's no. in charge because then when we're in charge then they'll turn around on us or something. Like yeah, yeah that's exactly the the idea. But I, I think you'll see people start to turn on his. Uh, I guess you would call them his generals or people that are, you know, his advocates, the biggest advocates for Trump. You'll see them start to peel away because of scandal. Good. Who who do you think is the worst? Is there anyone worse than Stephen Miller? Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell's yeah. worse. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, Ivanka. What? <laughs> Ivanka's worse than Stephen Miller? She advises him on a daily basis and and, and is in on it, uh, everything. Everything? Absolutely everything. So when she's out being like, I don't know, I talk to my daughter, I tell her, I'm a one millennial. She's telling him? No. She's, she's right there with him, with all the she shit. She probably told him what kind of cages to put the kids in. <laughs> Ooh, girl! Girl! Ooh! Wow. She had, she had uh, in China, she had child labor camps. I mean, for her bags or right. whatever. Uh, the garbage that she produced there. I mean, it was, it was, uh, she's one of the most corrupt individuals I've ever looked into, ever. And, and wow. the, the false cloud that she has around her, um, you know, I think that'll evaporate, especially when her husband eventually ends up in jail. Right. Oh, Can't wait. Jared. Yeah. Can't right. wait. So oh, you God. worked for two years tirelessly on like all the Trump Russia shit, which is insane. Were you, did you get drunk when the Mueller report came out? Or at what point did you get wasted and like punch your wall? Were you just like, what did you think? 
It was exactly what we had said. There, there's evidence in the Mueller report that we presented, um, lots of evidence that he used. Um, and, and there's news reports and, and things like that that have been made. I, I think it's a, a great step in the right direction. I think of it, again, as evidence gathering for a trial. And so this is a main piece of evidence that we can then use for his impeachment trial. So you want to still impeach him? Th there is no reason to not impeach him. And I don't parse words or play games. I, I am a big supporter of Speaker Pelosi. She knows what she's doing. Yes. I can tell you that. But before you know, the, the holiday weekend here, it would have been dumb, just straight up dumb to uh, move on impeachment right then. And so we've got we've to gotta slow walk it a little bit. There's got to be some theater to it. Like, that's just how it works. But also people have to be calling for it like crazy. Like, it's got to be up at 75%. We're at like 53% in polls. So um, I wouldn't credit that too much. But th there's, you know, a lot of people, it's not about impeachment. It's about removing him from office. And so people don't want him impeached they want if uh, unless he's going to be removed and what they've got to see is they've got to we've got to come up with the best route for him because he's eventually you know something's going to stick to him and he's uh, going to go down for it i mean there's yeah. it's just a matter of time now and whether it's 2020 um, when we vote him out or uh, sooner i bet it's sooner now you interviewed nance pelose and uh what can we know about her? Because we love her. We heard she's surrounded by gays. <laughs> we heard that, Scott. We heard it. I'm, I'm straight, but... Um, I know. No, I... Scott's straight, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> we're all... Listen, I say we're all gross, okay? All of us. I agree. Everyone. Everyone. Everything. So we're all on the same road. Was she everything that we want her to be? She's more badass, yeah. like uh, yeah. more cunning, more, and, and she knows what. She, like again, she knows what she's saying. She knows what she's doing. Uh, I think this is a unique time that we're in right now, obviously. But this is a person who, 30 years ago, was marching in the gay pride parade, talking like people do now, in right. San Francisco, and, and she was out there, you know, wearing everything head to toe. Yeah. Uh, gay so shit, rainbows, shit, just fucking rainbows, jock straps, butt, butt plugs, plugs, cock rings, nipple rings, cock rings, and pin nipple rings, nipple clamps, nipple cock rings, face rings, yeah. rainbows. Nance Pelos, we heard it here. Yeah, we heard it here. Thank you, Scott. That what a scoop, Scott. <laughs> now, you know you have like this is your gift, and you're clearly making it like the best of it. I don't know. We're we're all underachievers. You have an uncanny, uncanny ability to like message to like the digital millennial modern in the conversation like uncanny what are the fucking democrats doing wrong like what would you change about the messaging is it not cohesive is everyone's different you're able to reach people and get things trending and i feel like half of congress and the candidates can't even get really their point across or their message even heard that's the point of our group is to get everyone on the same page because and we're in touch with most members of Congress and uh, former electeds like Obama and, and others. So it's it's that's important. That's crucial is to stay on the same page. Sometimes we will define. It'll be something as simple. Here's an example. I stubbed my toe on my couch one night, and it was the night before he was to meet with uh, Putin in Helsinki. And so I talked to Chuck right back there. Who's Chuck's up. here, you guys? Hey, Chuck. Back there. It's um, Chuckles. 
And and uh, I was like, hey, like, what if we called his summit the treason summit? And he's like, I don't know. The word treason is cool. Uh, I like Come on, Chuck. Like, don't throw hey, no, no, no. Game. He, does, he does that, and then he pokes <laughs> me. He's like, maybe give it a try. Yeah. And I'm I can, like, we can visualize you guys doing that too. Like, bro, call the treason summit, bro. Go for Come it, on, man. bro. Yeah, yeah bro. He's like, I just fucking stubbed my toe. Oh, I want to try it for treason. Dude. Pissed off. God, fucking taking him down, man. Ow. And that that became one of the most tweeted hashtags ever on Twitter. Wow. But we, but that was just because um, you stubbed your toe. Yeah. Well, yeah. 99% <laughs> most of the stuff that we write, uh, I'll, I'll write by myself um, in our office where. I'm pacing around, and it comes off the top of my head. Same things with uh, different hashtags that we'll put together. It, we, we realize that if we are too organized, we won't be. We, we have to be able to react a lot of times yeah. and, and be on the offense. Be hardcore. Right. They're well, hardcore. I mean, they say anything. Anything. We, we got, some people eventually got fired for, for this because they repeated it, but we were calling him a white supremacist the second that he th said those things about Charlottesville. And I I know that he's been a white supremacist like his entire life. Like he's one of the most racist sons of bitches that exists on well, the, the planet. The dad's a Nazi, right? Um, <laughs> no, that's a false story. But oh. they well, he's dead anyway. And also, <laughs> he, he was also wasn't the, born in Germany. So he was well, he looks a, like a Nazi. So. He was at a Nazi. <laughs> Google a if picture of him. If you look like a Nazi, you gonna like be a Nazi. Nazi. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> We're gonna be in Breitbart tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for my poison doorknob. I've been waiting. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, Breitbart. Hashtag, show me your papers. Hashtag, we're here for you. Hashtag. Poor Scott. He has to be careful. He really could get killed. If I we know, get him sorry. killed, we're all going to feel like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did some ragtag podcast in a fucking basement and ended up dead. Hashtag, LGBT voices. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag. Sorry. Hashtag Rainbow Coalition. <laughs> Hashtag Chuck's terrible. still alive. Hashtag Chuckles. <laughs> Hashtag Bro Chuckles. <laughs> Hashtag Treason did it. Okay. We, we're sorry. <laughs> Thank this you, Scott. Fun. Thank oh, you okay. so much for oh. coming. Where, oh. where will you be focusing your efforts in 2020? What can we all do besides follow you, which you're going to tell everyone your handle? And like, what can we be doing? How can we get behind the focused message? Uh, don't let anyone tell you that doing things online mixed with doing things in person, especially online organizing, don't let anyone ever belittle that. If you tweet, if you write on Facebook, people read that. And what we need to accept is that what happens on social media actually... Affects things. Yeah, it's in real life. Like It affects your real life, and we have to accept that fact. And so, uh, yeah, a lot of people got brainwashed via Facebook posts and Twitter and things like that. Um, but we just need to make sure that everything you do is important. Everything that you do chips away at the fabric of this evil that we have in the White House right now. And everyone needs to keep on standing up against that in every single way, in every single, every single day that you can possibly do it. Because it's, it really is. And, and take breaks, obviously, because you'll drive yourself nuts. Take breaks. You'll take breaks, Chuckles. Me. Take breaks, Chuck. Uh, yeah, because it will. Because social media will drive you fucking insane. And right. have you like slowing down videos and making someone sound drunk. But we got to show up. And so a uh, co combination of online and showing up. So you'll see in two weeks we'll, we'll have a big march uh, in hundreds of cities across the country, and it'll be calling for his resignation. And if he doesn't resign, we want him impeached. Well, thank you so much. Tell thank everyone you. your handle before they give you a round of applause. Funder. Because At Funder. 
Because you get the funds, honey. I used to. <laughs> I used to fundraise, and it was a terrible business. Don't ever do it. Um, I worked for politicians who didn't care about you, and they just throw you out like trash. And so it's nice to be uh, in front of wonderful people like y'all. And, and uh, Should I buy Scott Dworkin at Scott Dworkin and then sell it to you? <laughs> I won't be buying that. Okay. You're trying to get me banned? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming so in for all the work that really you do. Appreciate it. Thank you, Scott Dworkin. Uh, now it's time for gay guys and their feelings, Grant. Looking cute and feeling cute. What you gotta do? Boy, let me tell you, you're gay. It's a present from Jesus. Everybody gets gay when they come to the show. Thank you again for coming. Are you not okay. leaving? Okay, good. Stay around. Say meet. Okay, so <laughs> everyone <laughs> turns gay when they come into the <laughs> podcast. God, we're just awful. All right, okay, sorry. Uh, okay, this is the part of the show that's called Gay Guys and Their Feelings. And our guest tonight is a gay guy with feelings. <laughs> and we have feelings about him. He's one of our original 14 listeners, and he's been the star of our Patreon family since the very beginning. But it didn't start there. He's been, in a he's been a supportive angel in our lives for over a decade, starting in the days that we were on Johnny McGovern's podcast. After he lost his father and Trump got elected, he remained a supportive angel to us, always commenting and connecting, even when we felt like no one was fucking listening. Yeah. We love him to pieces, and we're thrilled to finally get the chance to hear his gay guy feelings live and in person. Please welcome our boo for all time, Tarver Lundy. <laughs> Legend. I wrote some stuff down, and I'm happy to be here. Um, I just want to say, like, I just want to remind all the burrs and gurs to vote blue, no matter who. Um, I know everybody bugs, but we have to stick together in our buggery. Um, be careful when you watch the news. Anchors don't spend enough time talking about a candidate's positions. News anchors talk about how much money they've raised. Um, I get that that's part of how they get their name on the ticket, but it's a distraction from the bigger issues. Um, and that worries me because, like it or love it, we are a country that was finessed by the Russians into electing a reality show Good host. Way to say it. Like, yes. They, yes. they finessed us. Um, voters get confused when they're, um, when they're voting. Um, they think that they're like picking the winning horse. Like, Bro, this one's going to win because he raised so much money. It's like they get, they get caught up in the game. Um, <laughs> fundraising isn't competency, and we need to choose our candidate based on who they are and what they stand for, not their stats. Voters get shit twisted and are all, she got game. She raised all that money. She going to win. And they got a straight tripping boo. Um, I think if they pick the winning candidate, that that means that they're smart or wise. Uh, that they forget that the... Candidate wins because we vote for them. For the children. Um, 
<laughs> Things are crazy in DC. Um, Trump put his gut down and flipped it and reversed it. Yeah. Um, so tonight, I'm thinking of a new documentary, um, and it's called DC is Burning. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I just want to, rem it's a way to like help me remind people that the, the candidates are, have a lot going for them. Like we have the good candidates, they have the shitty ones. And um, so this DC burning, um, I have this idea that like my favorite democratic candidate is ready to walk in a ball. <laughs> um, the categories and nominees are <laughs> Butch Queen presidential privilege. Yeah. Joseph R. Biden. <laughs> Cat, the category is Butch Martin Luther Queen Jr. <laughs> Senatorial realness and dramatics. Senator Cory Booker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the category is Butch Queen G.I. Jane realness. Oh. Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> the category is Femme Fatale Queen Senatorial Realness, <laughs> Senator Kamala Harris. Um, category is Butch Queen, Fresh Faced and First Time at a Ball. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> um, category is, he's not even a fucking Democrat, Senator Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> Um, last but not least, legendary femme queen congressional realness, bring it as your favorite Disney, Disney princess, Pocahontas, <laughs> Senator Elizabeth Warren. I just want us talking about like who we have and why they're awesome, not how much money they've raised or anything stupid like that. Like, those are my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I got chills on Pocahontas, oh straight chills. I was like, oh, oh my God, that's so, she needs to lean in. That's what she needs to do. Yeah. Lean on in, oh, Elizabeth. Oh, I know. Loved it. Just come do the rest of this shit. No okay. shit. Well, uh, Grant, now it's time for a moment with Melania. <laughs> Find your light, Melania. Yeah, thank you. I feel like I've been in the light. We're so, we don't think we ever sit this close, Melania. <laughs> I've gained a few pounds, Brandy. <laughs> you look incredible, you do. Yeah. Your face is f more frozen than it's ever been lately. We've been looking at pictures, it's been wonderful. So here's the deal. Um, so in reference to your husband's immigration philosophy <sighs> that, chain, that chain migration should be stopped and immigration should be based on merit, um, mm -hmm. Speaker of the House Nance Pelosi, oh. uh, she, she made a comment saying, um, I don't know if merit counted when his wife's whole family came into the U.S. <sighs> Brandy, thank you for having me on the show. My husband, he all oh, he talks so much stuff. 
Nancy Balossi needs to learn how to be more womanly, how to listen to her husband. And she says that uh, we don't come here on merit. I came here on merit, okay? Do you know how many dicks? <laughs> <laughs> this mouth had to suck. <laughs> to do be in the... I didn't ask to be in White House, Brandy. Do I you know. think I want to be in White House? No. no. I want to be in Penthouse, I want to be away, I want to be in with Ivan, Ivana in Tropez. <laughs> I want to be on a yacht, I want to be eating, I want to be left alone. I want to be left alone and I have to listen to this. I don't know, so what my family, I married Donald, we have baby, and then, yes, my whole family have to come over to take care of the baby. Now you, but you got in here on a like an Einstein visa. Yes, so. that's right. I'm in the Einstein <laughs> of dicks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so. I don't mind saying it. People don't think I'm very smart, Brandy, but I am very smart. I love the children. I love to be best. Mm -hmm. I love to degrade. I love to... What, what was that? Degrade. What? Degrade. Degrade? Degrade. Degrade. Oh, decorate. <laughs> Do you speak English? Like, <laughs> I mean, come on. I, you know, I speak seven languages. That's, that is Einstein. I, do he, Einstein did not even speak seven languages. He spoke two. English and German, I think. I, I'm impressed you know that. Okay, so um, we did also check in. There was a special done about your diet. Yes. And we recently did um, a weird diet where we could only eat fruit on one day and vegetables. And we, we, we saw that you eat, no matter what, seven mm. pieces of fruit <laughs> a day. That's right. This is true. So every day I eat seven pieces of fruit. They're normally the same piece of fruit. So like seven pieces of cantaloupe? Like I do one cantaloupe, seven pieces. <laughs> okay. I that eat all of that and each piece is followed by cocaine. Okay. <laughs> or <laughs> Ridlin. Something. Ridlin. You know, the how they you know what they say about, you know, when you're a housewife, you take cocaine. So we're saying this in front of Stella. I just uh, sorry. <laughs> um, I just remember. <laughs> don't <laughs> sorry, okay. Stella. It's okay. It's it's uh, pretend to be. She has exist. a child too. She has a young son named Baron. <laughs> That's right, I have a young son named Baron. He, do, he knows what his mother does. He says, and he's so tall now. Yes. He's so tall. He's taller than Donald. And I told him, I said, Baron, I will give you $100,000 to kill your father. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no one will find out, and we will be free. <laughs> we will finally be free. You can do anything you want. I can be free too. <laughs> well, thank you for inspiring us with your diet. Well, it's important to stay in shape. But uh, you know, you, if you eat fruit, but then every now and then, I also told reporter, I told reporter, I do a splurge and I have chicken parmesan with Jean-Georges. I do that. Jean-Georges is a restaurant in New York, I think, mm -hmm. and it's, how much for a chicken parmesan? It's Who's still eating that? That's so 90s. It's only $68 for the plate. Mm. Cheap. 
Cheap, 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 cheap. Nothing, nothing. It's like going to a diner. It's like going to a diner. Oh, burger fries, chicken parmesan, $68. It's like nothing. So I eat that, but I scrape off the parmesan part. Okay. And then I take a picture of it, and I lick the picture (laughs) later. (laughs) And then I throw up. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It was wonderful oh. talking to you. Thank you. I love to come to be with you. You know, uh, you, I think you're very glamorous. Thank you. Do yes. you want to update anyone on um, the Be Best campaign? The or? Be Best campaign is going well. We are going to playgrounds all across the country. We say to children, are you in the opioid epidemic? <laughs> and they go, Stella? Yes. You, oh, Stella, I hope you're not bullying anyone. I hope you're not in the opioid epidemic. I hope no. your friends aren't. And then the children go, I am in the opioid epidemic. And I go, no, you will be best. And then I go, sit on body bench. And when you sit on body bench, you don't have to take the drugs. Take the drugs. She really is doing, you really are doing um, opioid epidemic in like I for am, children. I am doing opioid epidemic. It's a real ed- epidemic for the children. They see their parents take uh, the, 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 the opioids and then they take them too. And then they bully. <laughs> this is what happens. Okay. The children take opioid epidemic from parents. They go to school. When they're at school, they bully the other children. <laughs> other children feel bad. They hurt themselves. They don't sit on body bench. They have no friends. Then they take opioids. <laughs> then now everybody in the opioid epidemic Everyone. and only every child is on drugs. <laughs> It's horrible. It's horrible. So I'm trying to save them. Thank God for the work you're doing. I know. We're so blessed to have that. That's why I say visa is good. But we don't want... Merit. It's merit. It's by merit. My whole family would only have gotten here on merit. Do you understand? (laughs) We can't have all the riffraff. It can only be... Eastern Europeans. Like people like me. Yeah, Yeah. you know, you know. Yeah. White. Yeah. (laughs) So... It can only be Eastern Europe, exactly. Swedish. Swedish is okay. (laughs) Scandinavia, that's fine. (laughs) Scandinavia. You know, Scandinavia. (laughs) Uh, Parts of Europe, not all of it. Um, It's important. Iceland. Iceland, great. (laughs) Perfect. Those people are made of ice, did you know? (laughs) That's what they told me. (laughs) They said... Yeah, did, that's true. They made of ice. Uh, anyway. Well, okay, well, thanks for coming by. Okay, thank you for having me. I hope to come back in. Oh, you will. The next live show. I'm sure you'll be <laughs> right back in. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Harbor, like we're gonna have to give him all the t-shirt money. Okay, well you guys, that's it for our first live show in Washington, DC. We're excited because our sweet transvestite for the night is an amazing performer that you can catch on June 5th at the Kennedy Center. So get your dollars ready for Kabuki Bukaki. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. Hit it, Grant. (laughs) 
How do you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Want something visual that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you... Stay for the night. Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame so I'll remove the cause <laughs> but not the symptom <laughs> <laughs>